It is Bet on Lacrosse, and this is the first ever Bet on Lacrosse Twitter spaces. It's going to be interactive. We're going to get some of your guys and gals' plays. So we're looking forward to it. And it's it's apropos because if you ever listened to Bet on Lacrosse before, you think way back to season one when the PLL rolled around, we had a rollout of the first official guest ever on the Bet on Lacrosse podcast. And we're getting them back. He's joining us here today on our Twitter space. We got Justin Byers joining us. He's with FOS. He's a business writer there. Uh, Super pumped to have him back on. We also have Hutton Jackson from Action Network. And this is the first ever Twitter space event. And JB, man, it's good to be back with your brother. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm excited to talk some calls across. A little bit of NLL here, and it's uh, it's been a great season, and I'm glad I'm able to join it with you guys. Yeah, and 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 like I said, you know, when we when we started off Bet on the Cross, it was a two man show. It was uh, me and your coworker Doug Greenberg, the co host with the co most, and uh, we 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 knew we had to go out and get a heavy hitter. So uh, so happy that it, it's it's just perfect. It all comes full circle. You were with us, our first guest on Bet on the Cross. You're with us for our first uh, Twitter space. And also joining us, we got Hutton Jackson. Uh, he's with Pro Lacrosse Talk Action Network as well. Hutton, what's going on with you, brother? We're, we're, yeah, I'm, I'm taking myself away from my 76ers to talk some lax. Like, I wouldn't do that for anybody but you boys. What's going on, Hutton? I'm doing well. I appreciate you stepping away from the 76ers. Trust me, I, I feel like they'll win. They're playing the Knicks. You know, they can't <laughs> beat them last week. So, um, but yeah, excited to talk some lacrosse, both college lacrosse and NLL, um, especially since I, I got some wins under my belt today compared to a, a brutal, brutal stretch uh, previous week. So happy to talk some winners, hopefully. So it's the kiss of death right there, JB. He just said the Sixers are probably going to win, so that means uh, go and get your Knicks money line bets in now. Um, all right, so what we're going to do here on the space, we're going to do a little recap. There were just two games that went today, Houston Army, Towson, Loyola. The dogs were barking, and to start off week five here, dogs been barking all over. We'll share some trends. Uh, we'll share some stats from those games as well. And the board this week, we're going to talk a couple different matchups. Um, we're also going to be sharing some of our favorite plays, not only in the NCAA, but we'll also go to box lacrosse as well. Talk a little NLL Hutton has some plays that he's eyeing in that one. And, um, we'll also then at the end of the space, you guys hang around, we're going to open it up. You can request to be a speaker and then we'll, uh, we'll hop you in here and we're going to get some of your plays as well. Cause, cause we'll, we'll do the hive mind way of doing things. You know what I mean? If we, if we all are thinking the same way, it can't lose. Right. Um, maybe I, I guess we'll find out. It, it's an experiment. We'll all learn together. Uh, let's start getting into it though. Thank you guys for hopping in. Thank you uh, folks for joining us here. We're looking forward to it. And this is something that we're going to try and do a little bit more frequently, maybe even do somewhere. We're looking ahead at lines, maybe prognosticating on what we would make the lines. We're going to do a couple different things here as bet on lacrosse continues to grow, but we're happy that you're joining us. We're happy that you're with us. So with that, let's get into it. Um, I'll start by just talking about last weekend's games. Um, Man, it was uh, it was a bad week to be in against the spread favorite last week. I can tell you that much. Twelve and three, the dogs against the spread last week, and that was even with nine of the fifteen games that we had lines on being two and a half 
or fewer. So pretty tight lines, and the dogs were still barking 12 and 3. Still the money line favorites went out, but a little bit closer as money line favorites go 9 and 6 last week. It was also an over week last week, 9 and 6. The game's going to the over. And before we get into the games today and we share some of the things that happened thus far this week, Justin, yesterday you were a victim of the the, the brown bad beat heard round the lacrosse community. We thought we were covering, laying some goals. They still end up winning the game, but this is a Twitter space. It's also a safe space, Justin. So you, you can you can air your grievances about that Brown game here. Without question, the worst beat I've had in my experience betting lacrosse. It was a tough one. Brown looked formidable. In that first half, they they go up six goals, 12 to six. Looks pretty comfortable there. And just like the game prior, they go scoreless in the fourth quarter to absolutely kill the cover. They let Villanova creep back in it. They give up five goals to none in the fourth. They end up winning slightly 15 to 14. But, of course, we get burned by the hook at one and a half. Um, We've seen this Brown team play well, but they just – haven't been able to finish. And it's indicative probably because they haven't been able to play a full season in probably two and a half years, I want to say, because of the Ivy League holdout, which you kind of give them a break there. But you got to finish strong, fellas. I don't know what that was. Brown really let me down there. I was really all in on them heading into this game. I thought they would have the comfortable cover even prior to them going up six goals. And to see them burn it like that with five unanswered in the fourth, it it still stings, and it probably will for a little bit. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is you'll always remember the plays that you lose, the plays you win, you'll forget about in like a week and a half. Like unless it's one of the craziest come from behind covers, you'll be like, yeah, I won. On to the next one. Those are thick with you. In case you're just joining us, this is our bet on lacrosse Twitter space. I'm your host Dan Alexander. At Newbie Talks here, we got Justin Byers. We got Hutton Jackson from the Action Network as well. And, uh, again, we already got some requests coming in. So towards the end of the space here, we're going to be letting any of you guys who want to hop in and give some of the plays that you're eyeing or maybe even just vent. Maybe you need to be like Justin and just get a bad beat off your chest. We're here. So if you want to uh, drop some plays, um, you know, some things that you're eyeing maybe, and then we can see how we all do together towards the end of the space. We're going to be adding some of you guys. It'll be a first come first serve basis. So if you uh, want to get in, drop us the request and we'll start filtering through those here. Let's get into it, boys. You know, we got the bad beats out of the way. So let's cleanse the palate. Now it's going to be all winners from this point out. The bad beats are in the rear view. It's winner central here now. I'll tell you what, if you've been rolling with the dogs to start off week five, it's been winter central for you. Both House and Loyola game, both those dogs cover and win outright. Some plus money plays on the money line with Army taking down Cuse and uh, Towson taking down a Loyola team that, dear God, 0-4 out of the gate. Preseason, I, I believe, right around top 10 preseason ranking for Loyola. Um, so not, not the ideal start to the season for them. Justin, you pay attention to these teams. You pay attention to the rankings as well. Um, Loyola, it was, was the pre preseason expectations just a little bit too high. 
Or is this just a, a team that kind of is just stumbling out of the gate? They'll figure it out a little bit later in the Patriot League. You know, who's going to contend with them? Army with their win today. Um, Loyola, <laughs> you just look at them, kind of more macro stuff. Like, what, what's going on there in, in Loyola? It's, it's tough because you know they're going to be well coached. And they've, they've had a great, great tenure the past, what, 10 years or so? even have a national championship under their belt. So they definitely have some talent there on that roster as well. And when I've watched them play, it's, it's just the little thing. It's, it's taking care of the ball. It's clearing effectively. It's holding on man up opportunities. Um, they just haven't been able to stream together four straight quarters. They've had some flashes of brilliance, but when it comes to the Soliola team, you know they're going to eventually improve only because they've been coached so well. I think with this Patriot League, it's it's really up for grabs. And they're going to really have to fight tooth and nail to try to take a lead in that league with them being all the way in the back as of right now. So um, with, with Lehigh and a couple of other teams, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for Loyola. But if there's one team I wouldn't count out right now, it's that squad. I know I got a lot of buddies who are thinking the same thing. Like Loyola is going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. It's just the question of, of when do they finally do so? Well, it definitely wasn't against Towson. They were three and a half point favorites. They end up losing that one outright. So to start this week of games, all five underdogs have covered. Does that mean it's going to be a, a barking dog week? Dear God, I hope so. Cause you guys know, I love my underdogs. You know, I love my plus money plays. Uh, but at least for one of the games, we're hoping maybe the favorite covers. We'll get into that a little bit later when we drop our favorite plays for the weekend, our best bet segment coming up here in a little bit. Again, we're also going to talk some NLL before we open it up and get some Q&A, get some of your guys' plays as well here. But 5-0 and against the spread for the Dogs. Two of them win outright, and we've also seen an uptick in scoring. 4-1 and one to the over this week after last week we had 9-6 and six to the over. And this is also based off of games that we have available lines on. Trust me, I, I wish we could get lines on some of these more fringe games because those are probably going to be the ones that we'll just be able to cash like crazy on. But uh, any of these available games, I track them every week, and those are the numbers that we have. Overall, including the games from this week, the five that we've seen thus far, Moneyline favorites are winning at a 73% rate. 40 and 15 Moneyline favorites overall this season in the games that we've been tracking. But that doesn't just mean that they're rolling over the dogs. Dogs been rolling too. It's been a 64% cover rate for underdogs against the spread. Overall, that's fair that. Does that surprise you at all does that kind of back up what you've been seeing justin like when you hear that the dogs are covering 64 percent um speaks to the parody that i think we all kind of know about not only um you know college lacrosse but we talked about this in the pll as well lacrosse is just one of these games that um you know i hate to 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 quote uh what is that al pacino movie any given sunday but you know, this is the kind of sport that every team's going to make a run. And I think those underdog numbers against the spread, against the spread, the underdogs have shown you're never really out of it in lacrosse if you're able to, to you know, stein the tide, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's it's a testament to the parity of the teams. Now, Jacksonville with Galloway, you've got high about, high caliber coaches um, taking up programs that are able to recruit well and bring in players that are able to buy in 
and they want to compete against the Dukes, the Syracuses, and the Marylands. So I think that's just a, indicative of the, the growth of the game as well. And it's, it's kind of games and seasons where Blue Bloods are, are leading the, the pack, but now with this parody of lacrosse we're seeing, we're seeing upsets every week. And it's not only great for the game, but it, it's great for the fans as well. So it, it's great to see, and it's, it's tough as a better because you don't know where to lean. It's making our job a little bit harder, but that's part of the fun as well. Yeah, and that's why when you nail a play, it feels that much better because it's not a game. It's not a, uh, you know, you're just, oh, well, this is an absolute lock. Well, I always remind people on Bet on the Cross, there's no such thing as an absolute lock. Even your favorite play, even your most formulaic, oh, my God, everything, all the systems that I track, all the numbers agree with me, all the personnel agrees with me. Guess what? your favorite play is still going to lose 50% of the time. So that's why you got to manage that bankroll. That's why you got to make sure that you're, uh, you know, betting smart, not with your heart. So let's get into some of the games that we're looking at for this week as well. Um, there's a game on this, on this uh, board, guys, that I want to make a case for. It's the everyone's favorite underdog game. It, it's Utah versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I think I'm going to stay away. I lean you for your opinion after this. And if, you, if you're if you kind of lukewarm on it like me, you know, feel free to pass. But um, I, I just lean Utah simply because Jacksonville is now laying goals, right? Like, Jacksonville's been amazing. They, they have some high-profile wins. They beat Duke. Maybe it, it sounds as it is with what we've seen from Duke this year. Um, I'm not as sure, but I always lean towards fading a team who has been a darling underdog that now once they get expectations, they start to maybe falter a little bit because it's easy when – or not easy, but it's able to – um, roll in two and a half point underdogs be rolling over people you win outright oh my god what a win but now when you're slapped with the expectations that makes it a little bit tougher so Jacksonville's getting hit with that expectations and while Utah maybe doesn't have the high profile wins that Jacksonville has they still have also been a darling under I like you Justin have been cashing like crazy on this Jacksonville team I think this might be a kind of stay away spot you know, watch this game, watch these two duke it out, two programs that are doing a lot to really build the game, you know, down south, furthest team out west. I love seeing that kind of stuff. But as far as a betting opportunity, I lean Utah in this game, but I don't think I'm going to get to the counter and, and try and get a ticket on this one. No, I think leaning with Utah is the right move here. Jacksonville's got to come back to reality, right? They've They've been able to rally off. What is it? five straight wins and they've been impressive yes but their best win is over a duke team but we've seen duke play with their food early in the season so what does that mean right now so that's kind of what i'm looking at it looking at utah's schedule and, and what they've accomplished all their their wins so far have come away from utah so i think they have no problem making the trip down to sunny jacksonville and uh trying to take it to to that team there, even though they've got a great coach in Galloway, they've got some really athletic midfielders. I think Utah has the edge here as a road team that can play well and maybe surprise some people here. Yeah, it'll both lean in that way. Um, Hutton, I'm wondering, can you break the tie? Or I, I guess, you know, can you make a case for Jacksonville, I guess is the better way to ask it. Two and a half 
or are you like us? Um, you know, you really, you really want to make a play in this one, but probably better to stay away. What, what are you thinking, Hutton? I really want to make a play, but I'm also staying away. I just don't feel like, you know, we haven't seen these teams, either of these teams as the favorite. So seeing Jacksonville as the favorite, I think they deserve to be the favorite. Um, I feel like I would have been maybe more comfortable laying minus one and a half with Jacksonville than two and a half. And that's where I, I just don't know if I can trust Jacksonville to win by three in this game. You know, given their resume, they, you know, maybe had a little bit of a tougher schedule than Utah. But again, Utah's played some tough teams as well. That big win over Vermont almost beat Denver. So um, I'm also staying away from this game, but I'd probably lean the other side towards Jacksonville just because I think Jacksonville's going to win this game. But you know, obviously I'm not going to play them on the money line um, as a favorite. And I just don't think I can, you know, lay the minus two and a half Um, because you could see Utah win this game. So I I hate to be in a spot where I need Jacksonville to to win by three goals. It just doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to lean the other way than you guys, but I'm not going to play this game. All right. Well, Justin, we're kicking him off the stream now that, now that he's leaning the opposite way from it. No, I'm just kidding. That's what it makes it fun. That's what betting's all about. You know, having the uh, the differing in an opinions right there. Uh, also, want to thank you guys again for joining Twitter Spaces. We're going to be trying to do these a little more frequent. And also, if you stick around and you want to hop in on the fun towards the end, we're going to open it up. You can request to be a speaker, and uh, we're going to add some of you guys and gals and folks who are listening in and get some of your opinions on either this slate or the NLL slate. We'd love to hear from some of you. We appreciate you tuning in, making us a part of your Wednesday night here. Even if you're a Sixers fan like me and you're blowing off the Sixers game to talk some lacrosse, that's how we do it here. Bet on lacrosse. I'm Dan Alexander, joined by Justin Byers. That was just Hutton Jackson right there. Hutton, I'm going to throw it right back your way. I want to talk a couple more matchups before we share some official plays for you live here on our Twitter spaces. I got a two-pack. Justin's got a two-pack. Hutton's got something he's looking for on the field with NCAA. We also have two plays that we're eyeing, uh, or Hutton has a few plays that he's eyeing. I have one I'm co-signing for him in box lacrosse in the NLL. So stick around for that. And after we give our best plays, we're going to invite some of you guys and gals in to uh, to be given your favorite plays for this weekend, or even just maybe throw some stuff our way. You want to vent a little bit at the top in case you're just joining us. Justin had a beautiful soliloquy about how angry he is about Brown. Um, we all were a victim of the bad beat. If uh, if if you we uh, on that one, Hutton, I'm wondering. And I know that this might be one of your more favorite plays, so maybe just give a little bit more of a macro overview of why there might be a case to be made as Delaware is a one-and-a-half-point underdog as they're taking on Michigan. Um, I, I think really the question, Hutton, is how legit is Michigan? And, and, and I think that's probably why, um, why maybe you think there is a case for the Blue Hens. Yeah, I, I don't know how legit Michigan is. Um, they've looked great. Obviously, they're undefeated so far, but they haven't really played anybody. You know, like their their wins have been against Bellarmine, Detroit Mercy, Holy Cross, Canisius, Cleveland State, and Marquette. So, you know, right now, six and zero. Like, you know, you can't knock a six and zero team. They've won, you know, all the games they should. They've beaten these teams pretty, uh, you know, handedly. So, not taking away anything from them. I just don't think they've really played much of anybody. And now they're going in and facing a Delaware team that's, uh, you know, number 17. Um, I just don't understand this line. You know, I think it would make a little bit more sense if Michigan was plus one and a half. But right now, they're the favorites. They're laying the points. Um, And with a line this close, uh, I'm going to make the case for you to take Delaware 
on the money line. I think Delaware can win this game outright. I think they can definitely cover the plus one and a half. But, you know, when you're getting a plus one and a half with a team that you think you can win, might as well take them on the money line, get a little bit plus money. Um, if you're still not as confident, you know, if I haven't convinced you there, you can get Delaware plus one and a half at minus 105 right now, too. So that's not that bad either. But, um, you know, if you look at it, the, the money is still coming on Michigan. Um, you know, I don't know if that's because – their bigger program. I don't know if we have guys, you know, people getting involved in lacrosse betting that maybe look at the big, bigger school here, um, look at the record. But, you know, on paper, Michigan should be the favorite in this game. But based on, you know, who they played and the eye test, I, it's just not, I, I'm just not buying it yet. So um, I like Delaware plus 130. That's one of my favorite plays, just a little teaser um, there. Um, I have another play that we'll get to later. But that's kind of how I feel about the game. I don't know. You guys feel similar about that game to me. I, I don't have as much of an opinion on that one. I think you make a great case for the dog in that. And Hutton also brings up an interesting point there of, you know, a way to maybe manage your bankroll. He talked about, you know, taking that one and a half with the dog and also making a case for him on the money line. That brings you an opportunity where if you want to not load up on one play, so in case your handicap is a little bit off, um, you could kind of split up your bet size. So if you would be typically a $20 better, um, you know, maybe put 11 of those dollars to cover the juice on Delaware minus one and a half. So if you win that one, you're getting $10 back and then put, you know, the, the extra $9 um, on the, uh, on on the money line with Delaware. And then you're getting a plus plus one thirty payback um, if both of those hit, but then at least you're not um, completely exposed with 20, just on the money line there, the team ends up losing and you're sitting there and they only lose by one goal. And you're frustrated saying, you know, why, why didn't I take the, the plus one and a half there? So just an interesting, you know, betting way of maybe being able to split up your bankroll and, and manage your plays. So at the end of the weekend, you know, you have a nightmare weekend, like maybe I had last weekend or, or, or Justin and I have both been struggling through, you're not ending up uh, having to uh, to hit up your uh, your brothers and sisters asking them if they have like clothes to borrow or whatever because you have no money left. Like I, I, that's not what we're aiming to do here. <laughs> so not only are we trying to help you cash some tickets, we're trying to make you some better betters as well. That's just a, a little betting theory right there. I don't have much on the Delaware game. Um, I, I don't know if you do, Justin. You have anything you want to add or, or throw in just as, as far as that Michigan-Delaware is before we start getting into some of our favorite plays for the weekend. Yeah, this is a tough one, and I've always been a fan of Delaware since I really started playing lacrosse with Alex Smith back in the day. So I hate really betting on teams on or against teams I, I adore. So this is a tough one for me, but something I did kind of look at is the under here. It The line's at 27 and a half right now. I think that's a little high. And the under is actually at plus 100 right now in drafting, so there's some value there. I think this will be kind of played out to – Delaware's previous game um, where it kind of could go a little slow here and there. Um, you don't know what these teams are going to look like with comparable competition. So that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the under here. I like it. We finally got some total talk in here. I, I, I think uh, you make a good case there as well. Um, I say we just get into it, boys. I mean, unless you have any other games that you want to get to before we start sharing some of our favorite plays already about, uh, you know, 25 minutes into this again, want to remind you if you're listening in and you have a play that you're maybe leaning towards, maybe you have a rebut. You want to say, 
what the heck you guys talk? What is all this love for Delaware? Well, you can request to be a speaker and you can let us know how stupid we are at the end of the space. We'll join you in. If you request to be a speaker, you can drop some of your favorite plays or we can just bounce some things back and forth because we appreciate you taking time out of your Wednesday and making us a part of your evening here. Greatly appreciated. So with that, boys, let's get these guys some actionable info. How about it? Justin, I'm going to throw it right back your way. You were just talking about some uh, some totals there. So I know you and I both have a two-pack of plays we're liking. Um, so uh, NCAA, weekend action. There's a total that you're I and JB. What's one of your best bets you got for the folks listening in to the first ever bet on lacrosse Twitter space? And also, if you like what you're hearing from Justin, make sure you follow him. Check him out on Twitter. Read his articles. Terrific. A business writer with FOS. Worth checking him out outside of the gold he's about to drop for you. What do you got, JB? I'm rocking with the over 26 and a half total goals, Virginia versus Hopkins. And I'm going to keep it simple. Virginia can hang 20 themselves, and I trust Hopkins to get seven goals. We saw what this Virginia offense could do last week against Syracuse. They hung 20 without even blinking. They looked very potent on offense. They were clicking. Things were really, really buzzing for that that team. And I think that carries over against a team that's kind of struggling. We don't know what we're getting out of Hawkins necessarily, especially defensively with no with no Dave Patramala there leading that defense there. It's uh it's a little shaky. You don't know what you're gonna get. So I think Virginia could have a day. I, I can see them putting up twenty-three goals maybe. And Hopkins, they've got serviceable players, they've got some talent, they always will. And I think they'll get a going on offense a little bit. They'll have some opportunities and they'll finish some goals. So I love this total at twenty six and a half. Personally, I, I think it's Man, throwing down the gauntlet, Hutton. 23 goals. Virginia is buzzing right now. So, again, that's Virginia Hopkins over 26 and a half. Our first official play year for you for this slate of NCAA games. Thank you for tuning in. Hutton, I know you might be laying this weekend. We've been talking all about the dogs buzzing. Been talking about these overs rocking. And you just stand in the face of all it and say, you know what? Fake for him, Hutton. Well, yeah, I want to say I, I kind of co-signed that over. Um, you know, we know Schellenberger can probably put up a quarter or a third of those points on his own. So, um, yeah, and I think Hopkins is a serve like that play that Justin laid out. But, yeah, I, I tend to like riding with the dogs. I, I hit on two dogs today with Army and uh, Towson. So kind of going against kind of my usual strategy. But um, Georgetown, minus three and a half. I, I love this line. Um, you know, I, I think, it, honestly, it should probably be more Georgetown minus four. They played Maryland tight only losing 15 to 10. So, you know, credit where credit's due. But Georgetown is right up there with Maryland. Um, they're number three in the country right now. They just beat a Notre Dame team 16 to 11. Um, so far this season in their four games, the Hoyas' margin of victory has been eight goals. Now, they just beat up on the Mount 21 to four. So that skews it a little bit. But like I said, beat Notre Dame 16 to 11. Notre Dame's a top team as well. So um, honestly, I, I like this line up to even if it does tend to move to minus four and a half right now, you know, it's getting close probably to moving because it's minus 130 if you want to lay. But um, tend to not like to lay, but I think this is a good spot to do it. I like Georgetown minus three and a half against Princeton. I think they, they cover the spread and I think they went out right. So our first and potentially maybe only favorite play for the week, he makes a great case. Georgetown looked terrific against Notre Dame. A lot of people were 
anointing Notre Dame after beating Detroit Mercy as like, oh my good, they scored 24 goals. They only let up two. Stop the presses. Notre Dame is rolling in, winning the championship. And uh, they, they, they came back to earth rather resoundingly. So, you know, I, I, I'm almost talking out of two sides of my mouth because my first play, and, and when we had our pre-show meeting, both of these guys this week, is Notre Dame getting the two and a half against Maryland. I, I know, and, and honestly, some of my favorite bets that I like making is when everybody says, what, newbie, what the hell are you talking about? Like, Notre, like the ones where I'm dancing by myself, I'm on when they get home. I just think, yes, I shared and, and, and reiterated the fact that Notre Dame came down to earth, and it was quite the come down after that blowout win against Detroit Mercy, but... I don't think the sky is falling in South Bend after losing on their home field, 16 and 11 in a game that you know, helping out uh, Hutton's Georgetown pick there. I just feel Notre Dame should be pretty damn motivated to get that bad taste out of their mouth. And for Maryland, what's happening on the other sideline, they're four and oh, they're kicking back. It's looking like they might cruise to the final four, just like <laughs> Notre Dame was going to be cruising to the final four after they beat Detroit Mercy. Right. But let's look at how this team got to be, the 4-0 record that they are. Three of those wins came at home. Great team at home, don't get me wrong, but just one of those wins came against a team who has a winning record currently. Through four weeks, the Terps have beat 2-3 and three high point. They beat 0-4 Loyola, who just lost by 4 to Towson. They beat 7-7 seven seven Syracuse, who just lost to Army. And last week, they finally got off the snide and beat a team with a over 500 record currently. Again, I know, well, they weren't 500 before they played Maryland. Well, last week, they beat Princeton as well, 2-1. and one. So there's your, your best win, uh, you know, by records is beating a 2-1 and one Princeton game that was in their third game after they shellacked teams named Monmouth and Binghamton. I haven't even seen any lines on Monmouth nor Binghamton. So, so uh, I'm not taking anything away from the Terps. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just trying to add some perspective. Notre Dame added motivation as a home dog. That's worth a roll for me. Notre Dame getting the two and a half minus 110 best bet for me. Any disagreement? Any agreement? What, what do you think? When, after you just uh, got your, uh, your tums and your indigestion has subsided, did I make enough there? that for that one to make sense yeah i mean i i'm probably not gonna ride with you just because i i don't feel too comfortable playing either side but if you look at the history of these teams i mean last year Notre Dame lost by one to this maryland team this maryland team went on to win you know the or make it to the national championship lost to virginia um i think it's gonna be a tight game and i think it's always not a bad play to go with an underdog that you know is still i mean these are these are still top five teams um, right now. So I, I, I think it, you make a good case for Notre Dame plus two and a half. And, you know, right now I think it's currently minus 110, minus one and a half, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like that. And who knows, maybe you get the plus two and a half right now. And if more money comes in on Maryland, you could get it at plus three and a half come Saturday. Who knows how things move? I don't know if, you know, maybe us telling people to go bet Notre Dame plus two and a half might shift it the other way. But um, yeah, I, I, I like this play. Again, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable playing it myself, but I would definitely lean Notre Dame this as well. Um, you know, Maryland has played a lot of teams um, tight still, despite winning, you know, all their games. So, um, and like you said, this is a good gets back spot for Notre Dame um, on the road. So, yeah, I, I feel, or not on the road, but I feel good uh, with you as well. 
Yeah, I, I just feel like these kind of situational plays where it's bounced back, where, you know, people might zigzag. I, I do think Hutton makes a great point there. Um, no rush to bet this one. I think um, when, when people start checking out their lines Saturday morning, uh, you know, heading towards the afternoon, um, I think there should be some support for the Maryland side as they sit at four and oh. Um, second best bet. I know we got a two pack. I got one more coming for you. I know Justin does as well. So I think you got a dog that's barking. You're even liking them outright. JB, what do you got for the folks? Navy money line. And you know, this team, Navy, they've shown they can play, and they've also shown they can lose. Taking a tough loss to start the season against Mount St. Mary's, that's that's an ugly look. But the high point loss made me feel a little bit better. High point, they showed the other night they can compete with the best of them. They covered against Duke. So a one-point loss against high point made me feel a little bit better about this Navy team. And having Joe Amplo at the helm and with the talent they have, and with Lehigh, they're great, but they haven't shown me much right now. I know they're going to be good down the line. Kevin Cassie's a hell of a coach. He'll get them going. But who have they beat? And, and that's a great question. They haven't really beat much. So I'm taking Navy here. The value's there, plus money. If you're going to take a well-coached team, that's their winning the ground ball battle. They're doing the little things to win games, even though they're only three and two. I think they're going to get better as the, the season goes on, and I think that starts on Saturday against Lehigh. I love it, man. I actually – I was about to hop out the space for a second to go and ride with that one. I love the Patriot League action. I love Navy. Uh, I like the move early in the season. Um, I, I love that play right there. So I, I might be back in that one with you. Last best bet we have here for the field before we switch things around, go to the box, talk a little NLL, have a couple plays there, and then we're going to be opening it up to you. You can request to be a speaker. We already got Steven. He's up first after we, uh, after we wrap our uh, NLL plays coming up here. But last play from the field is um, we, we do something on the Bet on Lacrosse podcast. If some of you are listeners, uh, we appreciate that. If you haven't checked it out, we do a little something called EMO. It's an extra money opportunity. It's a plus money play on the board. Justin just gave his honorary EMO right there with Navy on the money line as a dog. So for me, I found an even money play that I just, I think it's another one of those just get back kind of, formulaic spots where everybody is thinking one way. So I want to go the other way. It's in the Penn and Penn state game. I'm from the, uh, the Philly area. So two teams that I know well, but gotten to see them both play. Um, Penn's a four and a half point favorite total in this one, 25 and a half. And Penn state early in this year has been bad. Like there's no way around it. Let's be real. They're, they're, they're two and three, but they just beat Yale outright. And we're now seeing that Yale is a four and a half point favorite again this week against UMass. And I know, you know, who's 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 uh, UMass. So I understand that, um, you know, that that really doesn't mean as much. But Penn is a four and a half point favorite in this game just kind of seems like an overreaction to beating Duke in overtime. It was a nice win. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. But has Duke been Duke? To start this season, we know that they have February woes historically, but still, I don't know if 
winning a game in overtime that you really struggled to get towards now makes you earn being a four and a half point favorite. And with Duke, they're a team that's lost to Jacksonville. Um, and we've already made the case for why Jacksonville might be a little bit better than expected, but Duke was just trailing and didn't cover against high point. So I think this line is a little bit of an overreaction to that overtime win coupled with the underreaction to Penn State beating Yale outright. So, like, no love for Penn State after, yes, they've struggled early on in this season, but they were just a five-and-a-half-point dog that won outright. And now you're going to give them another four-and-a-half? I just I just kind of compared that Yale line with them being a four-and-a-half-point favorite against UMass, and that's a team that played Army in a one-goal game. So, like, these, those two lines just seem incongruent to me. Like, how can Yale be a four-and-a-half-point favorite after losing to Penn State? And Penn State can also be a four-and-a-half-point underdog after beating Yale. I understand it's two different teams that they're playing. I understand that there's no common opponents. I just feel like one of these lines has to be wrong. I'm going to bank on it being the Penn State line. So, give me Penn State plus four-and-a-half even money against Penn this Saturday. So to recap our favorite NCAA plays this weekend, I'm riding Penn State plus four and a half. I'm riding Notre Dame plus two and a half against Maryland. Ryder with FOS, he's riding Virginia Hopkins over the 26 and a half, a Navy money line dog versus Lehigh Barkin. And Hutton's riding Georgetown laying the three and a half versus Princeton, also shared earlier in the space before our best bet segment, Delaware Moneyline, worth a look as well. So those are our official NCAA plays. Switch things to the indoor side of things, a little box lacrosse. Then we're going to be joined by some of you guys and uh, gals listening in. Then you can share some of your favorite plays or, you know, maybe just uh, throw us some thoughts as well. We would love to chat with you. Just hit that request speaker button and we'll get to you. Steven going to be up first here right around the bend. In the NLL, it's been kind of a similar thing that we've learned about lacrosse. Moneyline favorites continue to clean up. But we had three, well, technically four, upsets last week. And I say technically because the Rush were favored against the Mammoth, despite being way lower in the standings and losing to Colorado previously. We said that that is a WTF line, wrong team favored. We rode the Mammoth and we cashed the Mammoth there. They do, however... Uh, win this week, but don't cover the one and a half. They win win eleven to ten in overtime. So at least, at least you know we we get home uh, get home with that. But Hutton upsets this week. What 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 was going on, man? Yeah, more upsets than uh, usual. You know, you had some some big ones. You had uh, two and a half point underdogs uh, in the Firewolves and the Riptide, both getting outright wins against the Seals. And the Rock, you know, two teams that, you know, going into this weekend, um, you probably put in your top five, um, you know, with the Seals being, you know, potentially some people's top team, if not, you know, one or two or, you know, two or three there as well. So, um, yeah, it was a good weekend for upsets. Uh, as I mentioned, the Riptide, they're getting the two and a half. They, they went outright in this game against the Rock. I don't think anyone really saw this coming, but we do love our Riptide plus two and a half. I might be teasing a little bit uh, there, but um so far yeah it's been it's been interesting and i think one thing that i really want to touch on this week that our friend brian andrews has kind of been bringing up is we get another rematch now so the riptide just beat the rock um you know in that upset victory they're playing each other again this weekend though 
And so Brian's kind of looked at like how have these, you know, I guess you could say two game series been going. And surprisingly, as we saw with the Russian mammoth last week, they play each other two weeks in a row. Um, it's been really hard for teams to sweep the series. So there's only been two sweeps of the five NLL rematches. We'll get our sixth rematch uh, coming up this weekend. So far, only two sweeps, and no underdog has been able to complete a sweep. The only underdogs to actually win the first game are the Swarm and the Riptide uh, in this past weekend. So doesn't really bode well too much for the Riptide getting another win against Toronto. Um, they'll be going to Toronto this time. But it brings me kind of to the question, like, you know, maybe you don't touch them on the money line. You know, that's where I think it's kind of been tricky kind of predicting who's going to get, you know, money line upsets. But Plus two and a half underdogs have done really, really well. And we get a few this week, um, a couple that I, I tend to like. And uh, that's in the Seals. They're laying two and a half against the Roughnecks. They beat really racked up a lot of points against his former team. Um, then you have the Firewolves getting plus two and a half again against this Bandits team. They lost them 13 to eight a couple weeks ago. So that's probably the reason for that line. But again, they just beat the Seals as two and a half point underdogs as well. And then the Riptide getting two and a half again. Uh, I guess the books just decided to ignore last week. Uh, it just didn't matter, you know, that they won outright. Um, but interesting there, you know, I think the one that I would probably still kind of toss out is uh, is the Roughnecks. You know, I think they can play the Seals teams tight, but um, I, I don't know if I'd touch them at plus two and a half. But I think you can make a case um, for the Rock to cover two and a half. Or, I'm sorry, to, for the Riptide to cover two and a half against the Rock and the Firewolves to cover two and a half against the Rock too, or against the Bandits too. So, that's kind of where I'm looking. Um, but, you know, overall, I think that's kind of where we're looking sides-wise. Uh, you got Panther City. You know, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs against Saskatchewan. That that game could probably be a toss-up. Uh, the Swarm, they're actually favorites against the Nighthawks, uh, but those two teams played each other pretty tight the last meetup. Um, you know, the Swarm did end up winning, but um, that's where you kind of are looking sidewise. And then total-wise, we're actually seeing, you know, a few high totals, you know, it's kind of been going up and down. Uh, this week you have the Swarm Nighthawks is 23 and a half. And then the Rock Riptide is 23 and a half. But uh, I think the important thing too, and I know we talked about this prior, and I don't know if you guys want to chime in a little bit on this as well, but how different it is to bet NCAA, PLL, and NLL. Because I know, you know, I personally have done a little bit better NLL-wise than I have NCAA, while you guys have kind of been more of the opposite. And that just kind of goes to show you that, Betting lacrosse is very different depending on the league or, or the type of the sport. So um, I wrote an article for Action Network about this, how, you know, if you are betting on lacrosse, there's some things to look out. And there's a lot of different things you can use to be successful in all three versions of the sport. But you can't compare, you know, versions of the sport. Like even the totals are actually pretty similar um, across the board. But when you look at the actual games themselves, you got 60-minute games for NCAA and NLL. But NLL has a 30-second shot clock. Um, smaller nets, shorter field, faster pace. Uh, the PLL, pretty similar, obviously, to NCAA, but they got a two-point arc and 48-minute games, running clock. So there's really you really got to be careful when you're betting lacrosse knowing which version you're betting on. So I don't know. Do you guys feel similar sentiments to that? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, and I'll throw it your way, Justin, um, and then we're going to be getting to some Q&A, have some uh, listeners who are joining us here in the space. You can hit that request button, and we'll get some thoughts. We got a coach joining us. We got Steven going to be up first in just a few moments here. Appreciate you riding with us the whole time. I also see the co-host with the co-most, 
jumping in here. Dougie G, Dougie Fresh. God, it's just good, even just good to see that little Twitter picture. Love that guy right there. Check out all his work with uh, FOS as well, doing a great job. Uh, but um, as far as betting lacrosse, I, I just feel much more comfortable about my opinions when I'm talking field lacrosse. It, it's what I played. It, it was my first love. I enjoy watching the NLL, but I was just getting dogged early on like I couldn't buy a winner so the smartest thing for me to do was step back not keep spraying the board um and I think there are some majorly different nuances when you're betting these these different brands of lacrosse like like Hutton said you know you add in a two-point arc in the pro game and that's going to make totals um be a completely different beast and uh you know you just you just think about that speed of play that happens in the PLL you know the fastest game on two feet got that much faster when you had the best athletes in the world playing against each other and competing at this high level and you were able able to merge a couple of those different leagues together and really get all of the best players in the world in the same roster pool. And I think that's what makes PLL such an awesome product and NLL as well. You know, you see the chemistry from the field game carrying over to the indoor game. One of the teams that we've been able to cash on with relative um, frequency, I guess I should say is the bandits. And, And part of the reason why I was eyeing the bandits early in the year was because they were carrying over that chemistry from the core of the chaos, the PLL championship winning chaos. And that was just something that really cashed for us early on. So as far as comfortability level betting a sport, I've learned so much from you Hutton about the box game and I'm starting to grow my knowledge on it um, with what you do with pro lacrosse talk as well. You get great interviews. So you you just learn about the intricacies of the league a little bit more. But as far as what I feel confident saying, this is my best bet, and I suggest you ride with me, it's always going to be feel for me, I feel, until I can bring it along a little bit more in the box side of things. Justin, agree? Disagree? I mean, what, what what's your kind of just – now that we have three different styles of lacrosse to bet on, it's amazing. You know what I mean? We're getting people joining these spaces. We're getting people that we're talking to that probably would never have watched a lacrosse game, probably never picked up a lacrosse stick before, but they're interested. And that's what it's all about is growing the game. But as far as, you know, trying to cash tickets at the same time, you know, how, how do you kind of view these, uh, the, these three different, uh, three different betting opportunities all under the same lacrosse umbrella? Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. It's there. And the one thing I've always kind of seen be the difference is pace of play. You mentioned with the NLL, there's a 30-second shot clock. With the PLL, there's a running clock. And with college, there's longer possessions, but there's also there. And and one thing I've noticed also that's made a big difference in capping the NCAA and the professional leagues is the professional leagues are so personnel-driven. You really have to know the in and out of a roster in order to to properly cap a game as if with college lacrosse, you're kind of looking at the matchups there. You're also looking at coaching. You're looking at schemes. Do teams turn the ball over? Can teams clear? There's a little bit more nuance there, but with the NLL, I I really noticed and with the PLL as well, with the two point arc, do you have a midfielder and attackman can get out there and score two from out there? Those are the kind of things I've noticed that are different between the game. And it's it's made me a better better. It's made me a, a better lacrosse fan. And it's also broadened my knowledge of the game 
in all aspects. And so with having those three things, I've enjoyed them as well. But of course, there's there's more opportunity there to make money and, and kind of beat the books. I love it. I, I completely co-sign what my man JB is saying right there. So also, again, to recap, we're going to be uh, open this up here. If you want to hop in, just hit that request button. And uh, I appreciate you joining with us the entire time. Just to recap, we like in the NLL, Riptide getting two and a half, even money on that one. And again, New York five and one against the spread uh, when they're getting that two and a half. Hutton, that's that's like one of our favorite plays, man. Yeah, no, I know we just said, you know, if you don't know the NLL, be, you know, judicious and, you know, maybe just write some plays down and see how they do it. Maybe don't bet them right away. But here we're going to give you one that I think (laughs) a great play to play. Obviously, this Riptide team just beat the Rock, so they've shown that they can hang with this Rock team. But uh, if you look at them throughout the year, they're five and one when getting plus two and a half against the spread, five and one. So they've covered this two and a half five times out of six times. Um, and ironically, too, if you look at their goal differential, right now their goal differential is minus 12 for being, you know, a two-win team. So obviously they've lost a lot of close ones. Um, but their differential average per game is minus one and a half. So they keep getting these two and a halves, um, but they keep, you know, keeping it tight in most of these games. So this is another play where if the books would have thought, okay, you know, we saw they play last week, give them minus, you know, give them a plus one and a half this week. I might've stayed away at even money. I think you have to take the plus two and a half again. Um, you know, I just think it's, it's a smart play to make at even money. They've proven that they can hang with the, the, the rock. Now I did say, you know, it's tough to beat teams back to back two in a row. Um, so that's why I, I'm hesitant to back them on the money line here, but I do think you got to take the plus two and a half um, at plus 100. Hey, anytime I, I tweeted it out this week, anytime that I'm getting goals and getting money, it will not take much of a yank on the leg to talk me into that play. So Riptide getting the two and a half, even money, maybe our favorite play on the uh, on the indoor side of things, the NLL action slate this weekend. And it's been a profitable endeavor like like Hutton laid out there, um, that average differential, um, you know, some some nice next level metrics that we have on our bet on lacrosse report if you've been uh, you know listening into the show over the past couple of weeks you hear those stats that Hutton just dropped there and you say well where the heck did they get in these stats the bet on lacrosse report you can uh, drop us a dm or shoot us a, a, a message and uh, we can get you on that wait list so huge thanks to everybody joining us on here before we wrap it for the evening what do you got for us Hutton So I got one more play, too, in the NLL as well. Um, You know, I I know we like to play these underdogs, and I just mentioned an underdog. And, you know, another team I'm looking at, you know, I don't know if I want to put my money on it this week because the Bandits did beat them 13-8 last matchup. But the Firewolves plus 2.5 is another one to at least be aware. You know, now Firewolves are at home. Um, So I don't want to make that my official play, but I'll lean that. Um, But another play in the NLL that I love this week and if you haven't heard, uh, you'll, you'll listen to it uh, next, tomorrow when the Pro Lacrosse All comes out. Me and Brian talk a little bit about the Warriors and why the Warriors have been a pretty good team this year, exceeded expectations, but they haven't really played the toughest competition. Now they're going into Halifax, taking on a Thunderbirds team that's top of the league right now uh, at home against the Warriors. Um, you know, I don't like, especially in the NLL, I don't like to lay the points with the favorites too often, even though the favorites tend to win a lot on the money line. The, these games tend to be really close, but this is a play that even at minus 135, um, I think you got to take the, the minus one and a half because I think if it jumps up to minus two and a half, that's where I would probably stay away um, just because of the parity in this league. But at minus one and a half, 
I'd lay that juice, um, and I take the Thunderbirds against the Warriors this week. So NLL plays, we're eyeing Thunderbirds laying the one and a half against the Warriors. A slight lean getting the two and a half. The Firewolves taking on the Bandits. I can't do it with my chaos, though. My chaos core right there. You know, i just been cashing like crazy on those Bandits. Uh, and then we also, I, I think uh, Hutton and I are both simpatico on this Riptide getting the two and a half at the even money. Uh, love that one right there. So that's the NLL plays. Uh, again, thanks for joining us for our first ever bet on lacrosse Twitter space. Before we uh, shut things down for the evening, going to welcome in some of you guys who guys and gals who have been listening in for the entirety of the show. Huge thanks to Steven riding with us the entire time. He requested right at the beginning, and he stuck around all the way to the end. Steven, we appreciate it. What's up, boys? Uh, hopefully you can hear me. My connection's probably pretty bad. Um, but a couple things here. I noticed you guys were, were talking about Georgetown minus three and a half over – uh, Princeton. First off, us that follow it all the time, know the guys, talk to the guys on the teams, that, etc. We're actually the ones that know something, right? So, <clears throat> as it pertains to this game, um, I think the way we the way we've seen this season go, I don't think there's any reason Georgetown doesn't cover three and a half. Um, again, unless there's a hiccup, which I'll lose on a one week hiccup and continue to ride them every week. That's something I can accept as a gambler. Um, other than that. Another thing I wanted to bring up, just wanted a couple other people's perspective on this. Uh, my freshman year of college, I played at the University of Denver, so I know a couple of the guys on the team still. I ride with them every week, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've covered yet. From an outsider's perspective, what do you guys think is going on? What do you think's wrong with the team? Um, why do you think they're not covering? And do you think Vegas is just giving them, them the juice because it's Denver? Or what do we think's happening each each week here? I love it. And I also like the point you make there too, Stephen. That's something that I've really enjoyed about betting lacrosse is um, because it's a lower volume sport, number one, the lines aren't going to be as sharp. Um, so you're going to be able to find some advantageous positions. So I, co- I completely co-sign your thought that if you're really in this space, you're really paying attention uh, to lacrosse and you as a coach, you didn't understand the game. Um, something we've kind of felt as a squad with bet on lacrosse is that there's been a lot of historical perspective that has really dictated what the lines are going to be. So a lot has historically been a very solid go-to team. They're not really the same squad as before, but the books are still pricing them and viewing them as the same. I feel like that's maybe what's happening in Denver a little bit is where they're getting maybe not the exact lines they should get just because they're still viewed as maybe one of those um, you know, go-to teams. And Denver has, um, you know, one games outright, obviously, but for the numbers that I'm looking at here, um, the lines that we had available to us, it looks like they have not uh, covered a game yet. And uh, this week, they're, they're now um, in, a, in a very tough position going against UNC. Um, they're getting three and a half goals, same kind of spread that they had against Duke. And with the Denver team, I think for me, it probably has to do with the fact that they – they graduated a lot of talent, a lot of talent that end up going to the professional level and contributing at that level. So I think it's probably life after some superstars for them that's really kind of making them stumble out of the gate. I know Hutton has some thoughts on it as well. A great question that you raise. How, how, how would you kind of answer that one, Hutton? 
I, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, losing um, Ethan Walker and Jackson Morrill, you know, kind of left some holes. And um, I think this attack is just probably still trying to figure it out a little bit. You know, you got Alex Simmons returning, but um, J.J. Solstrop and Johnny Morocco are the two new additions on attack. So I think it just takes some time. And I, I think, you know, now's not the time to kind of get into these overreactions um, just because, you know, I, I don't think Denver's playing up to like their caliber or where the books are at. Doesn't mean they're not necessarily a good team. Um, you know, I just think it's going to take some time for them to kind of get in rhythm. And especially when you're looking at it from a betting perspective, like, you know, if you look at it, you're like, oh, Der- Denver's been terrible betting wise. But uh, as a team, not, not too bad. You know, obviously, definitely underperforming right now, but it's still early in the season. So, um, yeah, I, I set similar sentiments to Dan here, and it sounds like you too as well, Stephen, that I think it's just going to take some time to kind of get some chemistry. And um, I think, you know, I'm not going to play this game against UNC because UNC is looking like they're maybe turning a corner. But um, I do like Denver now being able to go into a game as an underdog might be a good spot for them to maybe, you know, I don't know if they're going to steal one against UNC, but maybe cover this spread and get some momentum, you know, positive momentum going their way. Like I said, I don't have an official play on this. I'm not going to play this game, but um, that's kind of where I, I feel about this Denver team. Yeah, no, I, I think I think on. some great points you make, though, Stephen. Any other thoughts, brother? No, I don't think so. I mean, you guys kind of covered it, and I think, again, just to emphasize for, I guess, you guys too and anyone listening, trust your gut. I think that's where I've found success the past couple of weeks is, hey, you – you have an instinct about a team. You talk to one of your buddies, talk to this person, know someone on the team. Usually follow through with that. And like you're saying, I think it's good to hear what you're saying about that we're we're kind of the sharps in this aspect of, of these lacrosse lines that maybe Vegas doesn't know as much. And that's it's kind of what's making it fun, at least for me. So um, other than that, Justin, I noticed you're a Hoosier. I'm a Hoosier as well. So love to see another Indiana guy in this space. Hell yeah, I'm I'm a cathedral grad and uh, so, oh, I'm a rebuff grad. I don't uh, want to hear it. I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, go easy on this this season, please. No, hey, we'll try. Congratulations, that's awesome. in neither in neither of the two, but I'll the, try to. The good old Eagles. You guys uh have a great program. You guys have always had some talent, so I'm sure you guys are gonna have a fun year this year. Definitely looking forward to it. Obviously, just graduated in May, so first time head coach. And I'm definitely gonna stay tuned and. Obviously, keep trying to pop in here. So, appreciate that, Stephen. Man, I love the connection there as well. Let's go, go Zionsville this year. We, you, you, yeah, you got them, you got them boys buzzing, man. And uh, we're looking forward to maybe having you on again in the future when we do some more of these spaces. So, greatly appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening in the entire show as well. Uh, thanks to everybody who joined us here on our first ever Twitter space. Uh, Hutton, Justin, anything to wrap for the folks before we get them out of here, get them for the second half of the Sixers. Hopefully they're not down by like 30 or I'm going to cry and never do a space again. You guys got anything to wrap it with boys? Let's get that money this week. Let's eat baby. (laughs) Well, great to be back with you guys again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Justin Byers, he's with FOS Sports, a business writer there. Hutton Jackson with Action Network and Pro Lacrosse Talk. I'm your host, Dan Alexander, with Wager Talk, and we appreciate you tuning in, and we look forward to doing this a little bit more in the future. So appreciate you. Nice to have JB back with us for Hutton, for JB, for even Doug Greenberg, the co-host with the co-most for hopping in, and the whole crew with Bet on Lacrosse. Thanks for listening. Cash those tickets. We'll talk to you next week.